Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 1 through 5. Srimad Bhagavatam, First Canto, Chapter 3 Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Text 1 Sutta said, In the beginning of the creation, the Lord first expanded himself in the universal form of the Purusha incarnation and manifested all the ingredients for the material creation. And thus, at first, there was the creation of the 16 principles of material action. This was for the purpose of creating the material universes. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Bhagavad Gita states that the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, maintains these material universes by extending his plenary expansions. So this Purusha form is the confirmation of the same principle. The original personality of Godhead, Vasudev, or Lord Krishna, who is famous as the son of King Vasudev or King Nanda, is full with all opulences, all potencies, all fame, all beauty, all knowledge, and all renunciation. A part of his opulence is manifested as impersonal Brahman, and a part of his opulence is manifested as Paramatma. This Purusha feature of the same personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the original Paramatma manifestation of the Lord. There are three Purusha features in the material creation, and this form, who is known as Karnadakshaya Vishnu, is the first of the three. The others are known as Garbodakshaya Vishnu and the Kshirodakshaya Vishnu, which we shall know one after another. The innumerable universes are generated from the skin holes of this Karnadakshaya Vishnu, and in each one of the universes, the Lord enters as Garbodakshaya Vishnu. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is also mentioned that the material world is created at certain intervals and then again destroyed. This creation and destruction is done by the supreme will because of the conditioned souls, or the nitya-buddha living entities. The nitya-buddha, or the eternally conditioned souls, have a sense of individuality, or ahankar, which dictates to them sense enjoyment, which they are unable to have constitutionally. The Lord is the only enjoyer, and all others are enjoyed. The living beings are predominated enjoyers. But the eternally conditioned souls, forgetful of this constitutional position, have strong aspirations to enjoy. The chance to enjoy matter 
is given to the conditioned souls in the material world. And, side by side, they are given the chance to understand their real, constitutional position. Those fortunate living entities who catch the truth and surrender unto the lotus feet of Vasudev after many, many births in the material world join the eternally liberated souls and thus are allowed to enter into the kingdom of Godhead. After this, such fortunate living entities need not come again within the occasional material creation. But those who cannot catch the constitutional truth are again merged into the Mahatattva at the time of the annihilation of the material creation. When the creation is again set up, this Mahatattva is again let loose. This Mahatattva contains all the ingredients of the material manifestations, including the conditioned souls. Primarily, this Mahatattva is divided into 16 parts, namely, the five gross material elements and the 11 working instruments or senses. It is like a cloud in the clear sky. In the spiritual sky, the effulgence of Brahman is spread all around, and the whole system is dazzling in spiritual light. The Mahatattva is assembled in some corner of this vast, unlimited spiritual sky, and the part which is thus covered by the Mahatattva is called the material sky. This part of the spiritual sky, called the Mahatattva, is only an insignificant portion of the whole spiritual sky, and within this Mahatattva there are innumerable universes. All these universes are collectively produced by the Karna Dakshai Vishnu, called also as Maha Vishnu, who simply throws his glance to impregnate the material sky. Text 2. A part of the Purusha lies down within the water of the universe. From the navel lake of his body sprouts a lotus stem, and from the lotus flower atop this stem, Brahma, the master of all engineers in the universe, becomes manifest. Purport by Srila Prabhupada the first Purusha is the Karnadakshai Vishnu. From his skin holes, innumerable universes have sprung up. In each and every universe, the Purusha enters it as the Garbodakshai Vishnu. He is lying within half of the universe, which is filled with the water of his body. And from the navel of Garbodakshai Vishnu has sprung the stem of the lotus flower, the birthplace of Brahma, who is the father of all living beings and the master of all the demigod engineers engaged in perfect design and working of the universal order. Within the stem of that lotus, there are 14 divisions of planetary systems, and the earthly planets are situated in the middle. Upwards, there are other, better planetary systems, and the topmost system is called Brahmaloka, or Satya Loka. 
downwards from the earthly planetary system, there are seven lower planetary systems, inhabited by the Asuras and similar other materialistic living beings. From Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, there is an expansion of the Shirodakshaya Vishnu, who is the collective Paramatma of all living beings. He is called Hari, and from him, all incarnations within the universe are expanded. Therefore, the conclusion is that the Purusha avatar is manifested in three features. First, the Karnodakshaya Vishnu, who creates the aggregate material ingredients in the Mahatattva. Second, the Garbhodakshaya, who enters in each and every universe. And the third, the Kshirodakshaya Vishnu, who is the Paramatma of every material object, organic or inorganic. One who knows these plenary features of the personality of Godhead knows Godhead properly, and thus the knower becomes freed from material conditions of birth, death, old age, and disease, as is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. In this shloka, the subject matter of Mahavishnu is summarized. The Mahavishnu lies down in some part of the spiritual sky by his own free will. He thus lies on the ocean of Karna, from where he glances over his material nature, and the Mahatattva is at once created. Thus electrified by the power of the Lord, the material nature at once creates innumerable universes. Just as in due course a tree decorates itself with innumerable grown fruits. The seed of the tree is sown by the cultivator, and the tree, or creeper, in due course, becomes manifested with so many fruits. Nothing can take place without a cause. The Karna Ocean is therefore called the Causal Ocean. Karna means causal. We should not foolishly accept the atheistic theory of creation. The description of the atheists is given in the Bhagavad Gita. The atheist does not believe in the Creator, but he cannot give a good theory to explain the creation. Material nature has no power to create without the power of the Purusha. Just as Prakriti, or a woman, cannot produce a child without the connection of a Purusha, a man. The Purusha impregnates, and the Prakriti delivers. We should not expect milk from the fleshy bags on the neck of a goat, although they look like breastly nipples. Similarly, we should not expect any creative power from the material ingredients. We must believe in the power of the Purusha, who impregnates Prakriti, or nature. Because the Lord wished to lie down in meditation, the material energy created innumerable universes at once. In each of them, the Lord lay down, and thus all the planets and the different paraphernalia were created at once, by the will of the Lord. The Lord has unlimited potencies, and thus he can act as he likes, by perfect planning, although personally he has nothing to do. No one is greater than or equal to him. That is the verdict of the Vedas.
Text 3. It is believed that all the universal planetary systems are situated on the extensive body of the Purusha, but he has nothing to do with the created material ingredients. His body is eternally in spiritual existence, par excellence. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The conception of the Virat Rupa, or Vishvarupa, of the Supreme Absolute Truth is especially meant for the neophyte, who can hardly think of the transcendental form of the Personality of Godhead. To him, a form means something of this material world. And therefore, an opposite conception of the Absolute is necessary in the beginning to concentrate the mind on the power extension of the Lord. As stated above, the Lord extends his potency in the form of the Mahatattva, which includes all material ingredients. The extension of power by the Lord and the Lord himself personally are one in one sense, but at the same time, the Mahatattva is different from the Lord. Therefore, the potency of the Lord and the Lord are simultaneously different and non-different. The conception of the Virat Rupa, especially for the impersonalist, is thus non-different from the eternal form of the Lord. This eternal form of the Lord exists prior to the creation of the Mahatattva, and it is stressed here that the eternal form of the Lord is par excellence, spiritual or transcendental to the modes of material nature. The very same transcendental form of the Lord is manifested by his internal potency, and the formation of his multifarious manifestations of incarnations is always the same transcendental quality without any touch of the Mahatattva. Text 4. The devotees, with their perfect eyes, see the transcendental form of the Purusha, who has thousands of legs, thighs, arms, and faces, all extraordinary. In that body, there are thousands of heads, ears, eyes, and noses. They are decorated with thousands of helmets and glowing earrings, and are adorned with garlands. Purport by Srila Prabhupada With our present materialized senses, we cannot perceive anything of the transcendental Lord. Our present senses are to be rectified by the process of devotional service, and then the Lord himself becomes revealed to us. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is confirmed that the transcendental Lord can be perceived only by pure devotional service. So it is confirmed in the Vedas that only devotional service can lead one to the side of the Lord and that only devotional service can reveal him. In the Brahma Samhita, also, it is said that the Lord is always visible to the devotees whose eyes have been anointed with the tinge of devotional service. So we have to take information of the transcendental form of the Lord from persons who have actually seen him 
with perfect eyes smeared with devotional service. In the material world also, we do not always see things with our own eyes. We sometimes see through the experience of those who have actually seen or done things. If that is the process for experiencing a mundane object, it is more perfectly applicable in matters transcendental. So only with patience and perseverance can we realize the transcendental subject matter regarding the absolute truth and his different forms. He is formless to the neophytes, but he is in transcendental form to the expert servitor. Text 5. This form, the second manifestation of the Purusha, is the source of the indestructible seed of multifarious incarnations within the universe. From the particles and portions of this form, different living entities, like demigods, men, and others, are created. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The Purusha, after creating innumerable universes in the Mahatattva, entered in each of them as a second Purusha, Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. When he saw that within the universe there was only darkness and space without a resting place, he filled half of the universe with water from his own perspiration and laid himself down on that same water. This water is called Garbodaka. Then, from his navel, the stem of the lotus flower sprouted, and on the flower petals, the birth of Brahma, or the master engineer of the universal plan, took place. Brahma became the engineer of the universe, and the Lord himself took charge of the maintenance of the universe, as Vishnu. Brahma was generated from Rajoguna of Prakriti, or the mode of passion in nature, and Vishnu became the lord of the mode of goodness. Vishnu, being transcendental to all the modes, is always aloof from materialistic affection. This has already been explained. From Brahma, there is Rudra, or Shiva, who is in charge of the mode of ignorance, or darkness, he destroys the whole creation by the will of the Lord. Therefore, all three, namely Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, are incarnations of the Garbhodakshai Vishnu. From Brahma, the other demigods, like Daksha, Marichi, Manu, and many others, become incarnated to generate living entities within the universe. This Garbhodakshai Vishnu is glorified in the Vedas in the hymns of Garbhashtuti, which begin with the description of the Lord as having thousands of heads, etc. The Garbhodakshai Vishnu is the Lord of the universe, and although he appears to be lying within the universe, he is always transcendental. This also has already been explained. The Vishnu who is the plenary portion of Garbhodakshai Vishnu is the super-soul of the universal life. 
and he is known as the maintainer of the universe, or Shiro Dakshai Vishnu. So the three features of the original Purusha are thus understood, and all the incarnations within the universe are emanations from this Shiro Dakshai Vishnu. In different millennia, there are different incarnations, and they are innumerable, although some of them are very prominent, such as Matsya, Korma, Varaha, Ram, Nishringha, Vamana, and many others. These incarnations are called Lila incarnations. Then there are the qualitative incarnations, such as Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, or Rudra, who take charge of the different modes of nature. Lord Vishnu is non-different from the personality of Godhead. Lord Shiva is in the marginal position between the personality of Godhead and the living entities, or jivas. Brahma is always a jiva tattva. The highest pious living being, or the greatest devotee of the Lord, is empowered with the potency of the Lord for creation, and he is called Brahma. His power is like the power of the sun, reflected in valuable stones and jewels. When there is no such living being to take charge of the post of Brahma, the Lord himself becomes a Brahma and takes charge of the post. Lord Shiva is not an ordinary living being. He is the plenary portion of the Lord. But because Lord Shiva is in direct touch with material nature, he is not exactly in the same transcendental position as Lord Vishnu. The difference is like that between milk and curd. Curd is nothing but milk, and yet it cannot be used in place of milk. The next incarnations are the Manus. Within one day's duration in the life of Brahma, which is calculated by our solar years as 4,300,000 times 1,000 years, there are 14 Manus. Therefore, there are 420 Manus in one month of Brahma and 5,040 Manus in one year of Brahma. Brahma lives for 100 years of his age, and therefore there are 5,040 times 100, or 504,000 Manus in the duration of Brahma's life. There are innumerable universes, with one Brahma in each of them, and all of them are created and annihilated during the breathing time of the Purusha. Therefore, one can simply imagine how many millions of Manus there are during one breath of the Purusha. The Manus who are prominent within this universe are as follows. Yagya as Svayambhuva Manu, Vibhu as Svarochisa Manu, Satyasena as Uttama Manu, Hari as Tamasa Manu, Vaikuntha as Raivata Manu, Ajita as Chakshusha Manu, Vamana as Vaivasvata Manu, the present age is under the Vaivasvatamanu. Sarvabhoma as Savarni Manu. 
Rishaba as Daksha Savarni Manu, Viksvakshena as Brahma Savarni Manu, Dharma Setu as Dharma Savarni Manu, Sudama as Rudra Savarni Manu, Yogesvara as Deva Savarni Manu, and Brihat Banu as Indra Savarni Manu. These are the names of one set of 14 Manus, covering 4,300,000,000 solar years, as described above. Then there are the Yuga avatars, or the incarnations of the millennia. The Yugas are known as Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwarpa Yuga, and Kali Yuga. The incarnations of each Yuga are of different color. The colors are white, red, black, and yellow. In the Dwarpa Yuga, Lord Krishna in black color appeared. And in the Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya in yellow color appeared. So all the incarnations of the Lord are mentioned in the revealed scriptures. There is no scope for an imposter to become an incarnation, for an incarnation must be mentioned in the Shastras. An incarnation does not declare himself to be an incarnation of the Lord, but great sages agree by the symptoms mentioned in the revealed scriptures. The features of the incarnation and the particular type of mission which he has to execute are mentioned in the revealed scriptures. Apart from the direct incarnations, there are innumerable empowered incarnations. They are also mentioned in the revealed scriptures. Such incarnations are directly, as well as indirectly, empowered. When they are directly empowered, they are called incarnations. But when they are indirectly empowered, they are called vibhutis. Directly empowered incarnations are the Kumaras, Narada, Pritu, Sesha, Ananta, etc. As far as the vibhutis are concerned, they are very explicitly described in the Bhagavad Gita, in the Vibhuti Yoga chapter. And for all these different types of incarnations, the fountainhead is the Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. Text 